modern day revelations. Will we choose to have a healthcare system built on ensuring that people are actually healthy and remain healthy? Where doctors are paid for the patients that they heal and cure and prevent from ever even becoming sick? We can. It's possible. Our healthcare and the insurance that we uphold that sustains the care should bring to us a sense of assurance that we are all striving towards living ever more healthy lives. Cure what can be cured. Ensure people get the cures they need. Search for the cures we have yet to discover and implement new and alternative approaches to healing. Really redefine what medicine is. And what that means is that we have to reestablish the equilibrium of overall health and wellness. We have to promote healthy eating and healthy activity by making those things of value and of tradition of our culture. Ensure that no one needs to fear a future that they become sick or befall an accident because we have assured that everything will be taken care of if so to make sure that people can start focusing on their health and not about affording their treatment. No one need ever be forced to decide between treatment and health or sustaining a basic necessity of life, such as food or shelter and the like. Because without our food, without our shelter, without the like, of a a life that's lived stress and carefree, we will face an inevitability of remaining constantly ill. And the system itself that isn't trying to make itself obsolete is not working towards the right ends. The idea of health care is to sustain care. And that a system that is not needed is one that is vitally necessary. That the system there is to promote wellness. And when at some point you can't be well, it's there to help you to be well. That's what health care is about. It's caring about the health and well-being of an individual. And so healthcare is about our own wellness and cultivating that wellness. Cultivate a society that supports that. Cultivate a healthcare system that helps everyone afford that. And if it means that we have to change our value system structured around the idea of being healthy and being well, then that's what we need to do. We will choose a legal system that promotes fairness, recompense for or of loss, and rehabilitation and reform, doing so opposed to isolations and confinements. This leads to further abuse, hatred, anger, because it's all based in retribution. It neglects and disregards the fact that We cannot even out the loss of life. 
we have to accept that there need be a justice system that supports a family dynamic and the values and the sanctity of keeping families together to prevent abuses of systems. Good families and good homes create better communities, better citizens. So the sanctity of the family is truly important. And the idea that a family can be destroyed from the rifts that are created in it from an injustice, injustice system. It destroys children, it destroys families, it destroys parents, it destroys people. And it becomes the thing that is destroying the very fabric of our country's citizenship. Broken homes, broken families, broken people. And these are the things that we see as a result. So the idea that liberty and justice for all is to have a society that promotes fairness, recompense, rehabilitation, forgiveness, all of these things. And to promote inclusion, tolerance, acceptance, and individuality. To recognize that we all have the right to love who we are and love who we choose to love. Because all love and any love is love and it's powerful. And the idea of marriage should not be something that is uh, policied and it shouldn't be something that's policed. Ask the questions of what we might become. Will we be the type of people that will promote education that actually teaches citizens the true values of learning? Especially the concept of uh, the steamed inspired programs, science and technology and engineering and arts and mathematics and design, which I feel is one of the most important of them all. And can we take that as a way to inspire everyone to become lifelong learners, to become capable people, capable of remarkable things, and that have the encouragement that as they grow in their knowledge and the understanding, there will be a way for that to serve for their betterment and the betterment of society. It empowers the individual. It also contributes to the collective wisdom. And all of that is something that we value as a society. We each are responsible for carrying knowledge and wisdom with ourselves so that we can spread it among the people. The one thing that you can... Uh, give that is of value to everybody is an idea and do with it what they may but if you give a man a dollar he has the dollar and you're left with nothing you give a man an idea he has the idea and you still have the idea 
and that we might learn what he makes of it. The idea of having this responsibility to ourselves and to each other to make better decisions. Make sure that we're promoting the rights of the people. Like the right for people to choose their religion and its practice and to be able to do so in faith regardless of whether it is a religious tycoon or it's a minority. People standing up against tyranny, against environmental and resource abuse and depravity are those who will help us to put an end to the practices which no longer serve us, to remove the pollution of our natural ecosystems and to set ourselves to work to do things that don't naturally destroy the environments that we are dependent upon. It's a common sense move. There's no resource worth extrapolating or extracting and using uh, if it is to pollute our environments and negatively affect everyone. You can see in the uh, systems of there are not as many people that are driving around because we're all forced into isolation. And you can see the effect that it has on our atmosphere. It's like an observable effect. You can really see what this does to, to change our atmosphere just by not driving a bunch of com carbon combustion cars around. And you start to see that the choices we make really do have profound impacts on ourselves. So silver lining and what we can learn is a valuable lesson as we grow out of this experience. Uh, Knowledge is something that we get through living. We get it through choosing to understand and by putting ourselves up to uh, interpret what it is that's going on and, and recognize what we would like to change about our circumstances. When we stand together to transition our lives to uh, smart and clean ways of living, such as applying ourselves to using renewable energies that can free us from the dependence that we have been having on sources that are naturally depleting uh, oil as an energy source or as a resource has become a very filthy and destructive foul thing. Yet it is this dying industry of fossil fuels because there is a limit to it and uh, the outcome pollutes our environment from extraction until it's used and it just kind of sits around and floats around and we are suffocating ourselves with it. Yet we still go on to continue to use it even though we have viable alternatives. We can switch to clean energies, energies that are renewable, thus they can be affordable and to become something that is a a natural resource everybody benefits from, but we can't achieve that until people stop worrying about creating profits for the oil industry. You understand we're very much dependent on the oil industry because it's entrenched in our society, but it doesn't mean we have to keep making those choices. 
we can do what is necessary, which would not be hard, but a few feasible plans of implementation to shift everybody into the ability to run efficiently off of renewable energies. To make that happen would not be hard. It would be a challenge to undertake, but it can be done. And it would be done if we would just choose that better way. So will we start to use those renewable energies? Remove ourselves from our dependency of fossil fuels? It's an important decision to make. Will we finally put it into substance abuse and put it into the war on drugs and keep illicit drugs and minor substance uses separate from each other? Except that there are far better alternatives in, uh, with applying the appropriate awareness and regulation and enforcements. Uh, make sure that people are uh, made aware of the potentials of, uh, for instance, the uh, opioid epidemic and the, all the addictions and the factors of how addictions have plagued our world. Um, altogether, we can put a stop to that, put it into drug trafficking and uh, the laws that are used against non-harmful substances and non-harmful people can be removed uh, to better serve uh, people. Um, if we imprison people in victimless crimes, we're ruining their lives forever. Our justice system is skewed in such an unfavorable way that it is ridiculous to hold it against these people um, for their whole lives to be ruined in that regard. Um, the idea of if we ensure that our communities are protected and safe havens for our families to live in, that we don't have to worry about uh, things becoming destructive. We can live a better way. Uh, drug addiction is a very difficult thing to see in the world and how it affects an individual's life but providing people with better alternatives to live out better lives is the right way to go about approaching a solution for that. Um, and then to remove this blockade that has been put up on uh, minor substances that um, are not harmful in the sense that uh, society has already benefited greatly from the idea of uh, marijuana being an opportunity for uh, people to apply themselves to economically. It is a great industry by which markets can take advantage of. It's a useful product to consume um, and the fact that it's a diverse plant. It has so much opportunity. The idea of even the hemp plant and its capabilities is something that we could benefit from. And if we took just those two resources and we use them to the best of our ability to uh, capitalize on a, a better market system, we could benefit off of the taxing of that alone that would remove the need for us to tax anything else. But the idea is that we already are taxing this system, but we're doing so in the sense where we're keeping it illegal and then we're taxing people essentially um, through uh, criminal prosecution uh, because they choose to partake in this. It's much similar to the idea of uh, alcohol in prohibition. There's so much wasted time and money and e effort and energy and resources, and we created the mob 
out of the fact that we restricted them from the very thing that they they wanted and they needed. And now alcohol is a part of our, our everyday uh, world. We see it everywhere. And so and those people who gained so much control during Prohibition are still in power today. So it's almost like freeing the thing is the better thing to do because you're not creating these superpowers of people taking advantage of. They're going to do it anyway. Um, and when you look in the terms, especially of marijuana, it is not a harmful substance. It definitely has a lot of potential, and there's definitely things that need to be explored further on to understand what it is. But we're never going to get very far with it unless we really take a chance to look at it and to free ourselves from doing so. And the fact that we have so much economic opportunity in it, and that can be taken advantage of to benefit everyone. It's something that we can come to rely on. It would be a good thing for society overall. And in many of the cases, the pharmaceutical issues that we deal with um, can be bypassed by this one substance alone. I feel like people need to reassess the, their values on that situation. They have. There are many great states that have taken to realize this great economic opportunity. And I can say right now that those are the ones that have better integrity in their economies. That's why that they're doing better when things get hard. Um, it's something that can be depended upon and relied upon. And when you look at it in general and overall, um, most people think of marijuana and they think of like a hippie and they, those really aren't that bad of people. Uh, when you think about it in terms of, uh, they're not destructive. They're just chill people living out their lives uh, happy and carefree and wouldn't we all like to have that you know I think that laws are, are meant to uh, protect us from the things that are bad and I don't think that there is uh, anything bad about that what our computer our communities need to be protected from is the idea that we we need to have safe havens uh, keepers of the peace which aren't just policing forces, but people who keep the peace, people who um, serve to uphold our laws as, as a community. You know, laws are meant to be held um, as uh, the strictest requirements for the preservation and the protection of defending all our property and all of our life. And but the idea is that it's not a strict stick that we carry around and beat people with just because people are not holding to it. It's supposed to be like the measuring rod by which we can take these requirements uh, of the law, the standard of the law, and and weigh it against the measure of the feather of your transaction. And, and in the end, you know, whether or not the equality of... of uh, peace prevails and justice being served to all. Uh, the law is meant to preserve and protect and defend all of our property, all of our life, without free reign to harm an individual or take their life and demand their property or damage it. Nobody has the right to abuse their own authority or uh, without being held accountable for it. Uh, the idea that so much of our world is facing terrible problems 
We have to finally put an end to sex trafficking and the plagues of these out-of-control rape cultures and establish the preservation and protection and the integrity of the innocence of the world. We have to put an end to all forms of abuse. The cruelty, the terror, the hate, the violence, including murder and mass killings. We have to shape our communities to raise our families in peace. Cultivate peaceful communities and stamp out the hate. Remove the violence. Promote compassion, connection, and understanding. It's compassion in our connection and our understanding and in our desire to sustain a, a, a peaceful place in a peaceful state and have our peaceful communities. That becomes the very thing that we sustain its existence to eliminate or, or, or drive out atrocities. So will we uh, finally bring forth real-world solutions to address the mental health of our country, which is no longer treating as if mental health is a crime to suffer from such things as depression? Uh, when we're in such a cruel and unforgiving world that hardly helps us to rehabilitate ourselves as people as we go through life's rows, uh, there's hardly a chance for people to take advantage of, advantage of life rejuvenation, to be given hope for a better life, a better world, to not simply write people off as being the problem themselves and then reduce them to confinements or mind-numbing drugs and further social isolation, which just puts things in whole new levels of predicament. You gotta put an end to the suffering that has... Uh, could lead people to end their own lives or to lead people to end other people's lives. A lot of the disorder and chaos that we see, the crimes that happen out there because people are living in a state of madness and it's because the world makes them that way because there's nothing that's promoting them to be a better version, nothing giving them the chance to, to do better. And we don't necessarily have to give people, you know, hand ups or handouts but to give them helping hands is super important. Do what is possible to promote community engagement. Create and cultivate opportunities for civic participation and to give people a sense of belonging, regardless of their race, their creeds, their genders, their sexual orientations, their religions, or even their countries of origin. It really establishing within our communities is a place built up on the strength of our diversities and our acceptance and our tolerance and our compassion and our tenderness. These are the virtues and the values that matter most to us. These are the things that will put an end to the negative things that we're experiencing in the world. Uh, will we put an end to terrorism by putting an end to the oppression which has caused the rifts which have led to these extremisms in the first place? Instead of fighting with weapons, we can cure with love, healing love, cooperation, the type that builds on the hope for forgiveness, 
and for a better tomorrow. By disempowering those who could use their power to cause harm to others, and instead taking that and empowering those who can build hope and resilience building resilience upon resilience and in strengthening through peace upon the strength that is given to the people and empowered to the people that ensures that no terror has a place where it may propagate so long as peace is present present in the people will we promote the technological advancement that encourages automation which will free people from their old work to proceed into more worthwhile work. Automation is not the enemy. Automation is the necessity. And as we move more towards depending on the machines that are there, the innovations we've developed to make our lives free and easy, to further convenience our lives, as we take that on, we will find there are better ways to go about living our lives. And we find that now that we are isolated and we're forced to not work, that the only thing that really matters about work is whether or not you're getting paid. Whether or not you're able to accomplish a great task in your pursuit still it is yet to be decided. If we have work to be done that's worthwhile, we should be able to continue in that work. But automation frees us from having to do menial tasks. It's the idea of having to hand wash your dishes or having a dishwasher. That innovation saves us time. We have to handle the dishes less when we can rely on the dishwasher to take care of it. Relying on that innovation to do all of the dirty work allows us to take risks for higher things, to approach different things. It buys us time. It redeems our time to do something else. That convenience in our lives brings us into a state of, of ample security. Will we ensure that there is ample work for anyone and everyone while also sustaining the means within our societies where work is no longer a condition to survival, but a choice to contribute for a sake of an ever more wondrous life? Give people a chance to really work on the things that we want to see and not just work because we need money. Will we ensure that people have the most basic and bare necessities of life without the cost of their very lives. The idea that right now people don't have what has been made into a vital necessity of uh, toilet paper and food because those things have been hoarded by people taking more than what's necessary at the moment. Uh, we have forced people to live in states of uh, depravity. They, they don't have the things that they need. They're deprived of it. And that is contributing to things being worse for other people. But to ensure that our basic necessities are provided for us and that it's not going to take us risking our lives to get is the idea behind the most valuable resources that we could benefit from. When we ensure that each of our citizens has the means to be in full participation of society in, so that they can be accepted as contributing members of society, that everybody holds value, everybody has significance, everybody has a place and a purpose, and that w all we need do is to ensure that nobody ever lives in poverty, 
Nobody lives in hunger. Nobody lives in dilapidation or filth or dangerous conditions or harmful scenarios. And that they live in communities that are safe. That have reduced vulnerabilities and are prepared for anything that they may need to take on. Will we ensure that our children have every opportunity to succeed and thrive and live happy, healthy lives with every chance at their happiness and a future that is full of abundance, growth, opportunity, and love? Will we promote the dignity, honor, love, and respect for our elderly, ensuring that they live healthy and at peace and in comfort with every dignity that each human being deserves in life. The right to live to the fullest of potential in all of the goodness to the last of their days. Will we honor our soldiers, sailors, marines, seamen, airmen, and every member of our collective armed forces and their families for all that they have endured, all that they've sacrificed all that they must give up to uphold our peace and secure of this nation the, the best that we can by ensuring that they have every advantage deserving of them. Every care, every resource that they need. When we ensure for ourselves, our people, that their needs are provided for so they never have to go without it's the least that we can do. It's what they deserve for all that they give for us each day as citizens. That's what we mean by promoting the gen general welfare, securing the blessings of liberty. Will we let each human live as their own and not for another person? Will we encourage to participate encourage dignity, encourage honor and respect to our fellow humans? Will we do what is necessary to be done to constantly self-check ourselves as individuals, as governments, as institutions, organizations, and businesses, and to do so transparently and make the changes that are necessary to ensure that we always uphold our highest ideals, which are free from oppressions, abuse, extortions, or corruptions. Do all that must be done to preserve the integrity of our elections, our voting systems, and all that ensures that we have a fair, honest, functional, and ever more direct democracy. Will we ensure that this country becomes the leader in all things esteemed? Science, technology, engineering, art, mathematics, environments, and design. So that we don't lose the momentum and the progress that we have worked so hard to achieve so far. Come to rely on the sciences. Come to rely on these intelligent systems that we've created for ourselves. Learn from them and teach each other about them and become depended on them because they are an innovation that we can use to our great benefit. It provides us with the solutions that we need to do better. Will we ensure our borders are made secure and safe by being closed against threats to our union while they, our borders remain open for all who desire to experience and partake the benefit 
um, from uh, benefit from and contribute to the strength and the hope and the promise of America, this land of the free, and all that Lady Liberty holds. Lady Liberty holds in her hands this eternal American promise of a better way. We hold ourselves accountable for our contribution to the environmental impacts and ensure that we reverse any of the negative trends so that we can promote safety, clean, protected environments and resources. Will we continue to strengthen our capacity for discovery and pioneer humanity to become farther uh, into the wonders of not only this planet, but other planets, and to search into the depths of space, extending our knowledge, broadening our understanding, and bringing us ever closer to understanding our origins and the uniqueness of life here on Earth, while also making humans multiplanetary. We have so much to learn from going to outer space, because it will teach us so much about this wonderful place that we find ourselves on. And we won't know if we don't go. And so that's what we must do. Will we ensure that the internet remains free and open and accessible for all people, protected from hackers and those who would use its power as some sort of means to inflict pain or suffering or commit crimes or to wreak havoc? Will we strengthen our institutions and our infrastructures to ensure that our country is a fully functional, safe, productive place that provides for the needs of our society and adapts with the changes over time, conforms to the best case of the current malleable trends within the ever-changing environments, and instill a sense of connection with the places we live in and participate in every single day doing so in a way which promotes a level of respect and deter deters destruction, defacement, or crime? Will we finally do what it takes to keep guns out of the hands of criminals and children and make sure that military-grade weapons are not on the streets in communities? The idea of the Second Amendment being to have a well-armed militia is to say that we have to have the means to defend ourselves from some potential government uprising. The entire government system and every law in our constitution by which the government is bound are laws that protect ourselves from our government. Having the right to bear arms, having the capacity to choose to have a weapon or not makes the Second Amendment probably one of the most important amendments that we have because it's not talking so much about the guns but more about the right for people to protect and defend themselves by any means that is necessary to make sure that nobody can ever step over that line and that that line will be held by the end of a barrel if be necessary And it's not to give privilege for people to start going and shooting up the place, but there has to be a line that is drawn to make sure that people don't cross it. And that's essentially what that law is doing. And then to have 
people within communities that are empowered and allowed to have guns gives us the chance, if need be, heaven forbid, it ever gets that way, but for us to be called to arms, that we would have the arms to do so. Will we make sure that every citizen has the right to handle their body, which includes access to reproductive health in forms of contraception and sex education? Will we finally restructure our tax systems to represent an effective taxation that is fair, responsible, and lends us to reduce the deficit while also reducing the burdens of tax on citizens and businesses alike? Will we make fair and reasonable, efficient budgets that reflect investing in those infrastructures, innovations, and industries that ensure that America is on top of the tech and quality of living and the service industries that we provide? Will we take the initiative to reform our employment systems to ensure that people make a fair living wage so that they can work less and enjoy life more? Ensuring that we have a flourishing employment economy where people need not work but can choose for themselves to apply themselves to the betterment of their communities. People were free to be able to work. They could volunteer their time if they didn't have to work their entire lives away. And essentially we can get more people that are willing to participate and contribute to bettering their societies and we will come much farther to growing beautiful communities when people have time to invest in those communities. And they can only do so when they are empowered to live in those communities without being drawn out of them to go and perform work because they have to achieve a, a certain amount of hours every day so that they can sustain a way of life. Removing that variable and saying that you put in work in towards that achievement at your job, but you also put in work in your community and you put in work in your life and all of that is what will sustain you. Understanding that our economy has to work to serve us. And we finally become the great nation that we can be by taking our place as the nation of hope and peace and freedom and liberty. And really take up the American dream. Take our rightful place in the world as leaders of an ever more wondrous, positive, bright future. One where we live and we can say it loud and we can say it proud that we are America the Great. Whether we will be able to accomplish this great task, I don't know. But I do know that it would be an ever more wondrous future. It would be a chance for us to, as a collective, shift this whole of our humanity and our good humanity to be, to use it to become in mind and in tune with this ever more healthy, sustainable, just and peaceful world. Where we're a te technologically advanced, peacefully evolving into a spacefaring and multi-planetary civilization with people that are living at the most optimal time of our lives, fully becoming our best version and helping society to become its best version and using that one in another. If you realize one, you realize them all in terms of what we would like to achieve, making the 
both one and the same. To become the best version of society is to become the best version of ourselves, and to do so through the process of cultivating good humanity. I am but one voice out of many, and I do not claim to know everything, but I know how to sympathize, empathize, and understand. I practice the art of listening each day, and I believe that I have heard the resounding truth from every raised voice among us, people who want a better chance at life. The life that they have been offered is not meeting expectations, and they want it to improve. But the trouble is that the world has built up so many walls to keep us protected by our old ideals, so much that we have conformed ourselves to them, leaving us no room to grow. And as we increase as a people and we mature, we learn more about what life holds for us, and we desire more, yet we are held back by these conditions, which must endure, serving only to sustain the status quo, but all along preventing us from becoming all that we can be. It is the great passion to wake up and want the day to be better than it was last. But it's difficult for people to find the hope of a better tomorrow when the world can seem so helpless. I can't speak for everyone, but someone has to speak to everyone. And while my voice is softly above a whisper among many of the other voices that are out there on the stage of the world, my message is still loud and it is strong in my heart. From this humble place, I'm reaching out, hoping to compel the world to consider the following. All that we hope to have in the world can be ours, if only we embrace it. The world can be an ugly place, full of hate and violence, crimes and victims. There is more opportunity in this world to do bad than there is for people to do good. And I don't know exactly why this is, but my theory has been held strong to knowing that people don't like a good doer. And they tend to take advantage and attack anything that looks as if what is right is a power that is held over us. We are resigned to think that fears are holding us back and holding us down. And the only fear is of the change that we are experiencing. People have refused to accept change and embrace change is a powerful thing, something that we can benefit from. From time to time, I look at the world and I see how bad it's got. And I can easily say to myself, if I was God and this was Babylon, I would wash you all out with the flood. Only because it's like hitting the reset button. Except no one has enough faith these days to build an ark to save the species. 
and so therefore the waters will just start to rise and everything will be lost. So I guess that what's been happening to the world right now is this great flood. And all along I've been trying to build something of a boat of sorts, a vessel, this ark for humanity. Something that I feel that uh, we in America can grab a hold of and use to become America the Great and extend that somehow as the same hope that can go out into the world. And not just as a change that would need to be forced upon others, but to rather be a force for change, which others may rely upon and look for guidance and find support and uh, get help from. Knowing that there's compassion and that there's tenderness and there's strength and patience to endure that is present in the American people. That through even the most challenging times and while in pursuit of a better world for all, uh, America is a fortitude that can be relied upon. And I've been watching from my distance and I've taken a lesson from critical thinking and social studies. And I recognize that we all view the world in our own distorted and twisted human ways. Some are more concerned with what concerns themselves Others are more concerned about others. It all just depends on what faculties and receptors one has open when they're perceiving and experiencing the world. Some of us are in tuned to care about different things. Too often I see that time is wasted on the bad, which is this shame and blame game. And it's... A total waste since everyone has this potential to be good and and it should be cultivated so that they can choose to be good that's what life is it's just one choice after another and our purpose is to spread the gift of feeling something for someone else instead of only just for ourselves and to remember that every child every woman and every man deserves to feel happiness and if you can bring them some glimmer of that happiness, and even it's in just some small part, you give them something to celebrate in life. And that's loving, and that's living, and that's what we're here for. So let's love bright like the sunshine, and let love play upon your heart. Let love come now into you, and let it be your gladness. Let it be the thing that gives you peace, the part of yourself where you can find rest. Love bids the darkness and the shades of the selfishness of the word and of the world and it causes it to depart. Now and forevermore we can be truly blessed by love's bright living light. And I believe that America has been so designed as this great hope, like hope's eternal flame just as sure as the sun rises every day. It's a hope for creation of a better world.
but America itself will only go as far as it is led. What represents America the great is not its leaders, but its people. We must start where we are to restore the public confidence to that of a civil order for the public good and the name of peace in our great republic. And to do so democratically. To do so understanding that the home of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness is here in America. And it has been altered forever since our last election. And since then, there have been sweeping measures of new administration that has left this country and, quite frankly, the world with immediate impact in every state, in every city, on every business, on every individual, in every corner of the world. Our choices have repercussions. When the leader of the free world has the appearance of uncertainty or confusion in his duty, he loses his credibility, and so he must fight to keep himself relevant. So who is leading America? Us or them? Right now, I feel it is the duty as a concerned citizen with hope for America to become America the Great, to perhaps share some light and, and shed some light on where I feel that clarifications are needed. So, I offer from my little corner of the world no guarantees, but proximities. What we will actually come to be will only amount to what we have made for ourselves real. The good motive that steals your heart and captures your mind, but never is enough alone in itself to motivate the people to make change, are just false promises. I don't think one should be campaigning on a notion. The only acceptable way for our current predicament to change is to accept leadership that will push us through push us through the change that is necessary, reinforce those social cohesions, and relinquish the power struggles that are in place that hold us back. And, and in its place, we'll re remove all of these negative things that are holding us back. Instead, in that place, make something of our own device, something that is worthy to persist, something which motivates everyone's involvement, where our nation becomes a devotion to taking our time to design for ourselves what we need as a country and that what we desire to make as our best version of humanity. America has long been staging itself as a hub for spacefaring and multiplanetary civilization. It has been developing slowly but surely a solid framework that we can build upon to create America the Great as we venture out into the stars and become the best version that humanity can be. America has made it to the moon. We have been there. We have planted our flag. We have stretched our pioneering spirit to reach greater borders. And we can do more. And we should do more. And we could do more if we we're just encouraged to try. So America the Great is only possible if the people themselves are encouraged to work together on what is important to this country. 
while the most of the rest of the country can't become aerospace engineers, they can contribute a portion of their hard-earned income to support the needs of those who can, and to also support the needs of shifting our economies and our innovations to prepare ourselves to live as a spacefaring people. America itself is not a money-making profit machine. It is a nation, a nation of high ideals, and it takes money to make those ideals a reality in the current system. So it's important that those who are in leadership, that they are suited in their positions of authority to address the needs of this country. Not the aspirations of money or of power, but of the people. Ideally, every working day, people are out there designing new ways of making this country work to the benefit of the people because they put work into those things that benefit their own lives, the lives of those in their communities, the lives of those who depend on them for their products and their services. Each of us are leaders. And if we really should take account of all that is being done, and if we support those endeavors which are there and are sure to, to be achieved because there's somebody there who wants to achieve it, those who have selected that as their highest ideals and that they need only the chance opportunity, the golden door of opportunity to function and to enter into industry safely, resiliently, and in a timely manner so that they can participate and contribute to society. And it brings this spice to life that we're able to experience so much good uh, industry and the products and the services that we come to rely on become something more special than the money that's invested into them. Money gets put in the place of the tool by which we exchange, not the power in itself. The power comes in the choice of the consumer and how they are going to choose to actively participate and contribute. If America organized government in a way that's intended to achieve a measurable contribution towards the aims of progress so that our achievements can be made into this culture that we assign ourselves to as, as the value for us to go against the odds and to try something new, to be something great, to become that great hope of a better place. To go against all of the odds and become multiplanetary. To ensure that we can defeat all the foes that we might face. Every great challenge that lies ahead, we will prepare ourselves along the way in our pursuit of achieving multiplanetary civilization. America has fought against the odds before. And we have conquered time after time, time and time again. And yet, time has become freedom's great foe. Right now, we time is caught up with us. We stopped redeeming the time a long time ago. Status quo has sustained and things have started to break down in our systems. It's time to pivot into a direction that gives us more freedom to grow and to know. To amend the systems 
that the status quo has been conditioning us to. Timing really is everything. There is no time like the present, especially when we look at the way things are going right now. Time is of the essence. In the state of affairs and where we are right now, and we need some plan to proceed forward from, it is now or never. We must choose to abandon old ways or there is no other hope that we can hold on to. This nation stands today poised as the springboard of a new and wondrous future. But the window of opportunity is closing fast. We must take advantage of the moment and embrace the change that is possible here and now before us. America need not succumb to the barriers of progress that has long held back her capacities, so long as America does not allow for itself to be confined by some narrow perspective that this country is bound to carry its people. If we want to go the distance, wherever so far as the human eye can see, we must open ourselves to new opportunities. The voice of the American people echoes the spirit that encompasses this great nation. You and I and everyone with open ears and open minds can experience the existence of that spirit and use the powers that are contained within it to overcome those concepts which would enslave the people and forever free them to reach for whatever it is that we set our, our sights on. An empowered people is a free people. And nothing empowers a person more than knowledge. It is the one thing that they can always be counted on to grow and shape our world. To take away knowledge and all you have is instinct. Primitive instinct. Take that away and we have lost our identity entirely. We must choose to use what we have ingeniously. And make possible all things that we can through our collective wisdoms build upon that use it as a common knowledge in order to protect ourselves and use our instinct that lets us know what is wrong we intuitively can understand what is right and what is right is that that which will help us to preserve our identity as individuals as a nation as a free people as a species. Let us accept that no matter what we do from here, things have to change. Change is the modern day trend. Change is the only certainty that will come to pass. So let us embrace it. Let us take our rightful place in history as the people who are the hope for the future. We are America the Great. Be well.